Really good to have this guy on. Uh, talked to him a couple weeks ago. Uh, for some ungodly reason, he's kind of interested in uh, and talking in front of people or you know doing some things in that regard. Uh, and so it was intrigued by the opportunity. And uh, I tell you what, I saw him after the game Sunday. It was a long couple of days, but here he is, and I'm really thrilled to introduce him to you for the first time since he arrived as a third round draft choice out of Clemson in 2021. He's played in every game. Uh, he's been on board with the Packers. Just got a taste of things on the offense and special teams last year. Had a solid, solid uh, second training camp for the Pack, and there are a lot of reasons for that. We'll talk to him about. Uh, and then he became the primary returner uh, on the punts and kickoffs so far this season. He's got the season long in both of those categories, and he's got uh, a real good feel for how the special teams has stopped bleeding. Uh, and he's a great kid, always with a smile, very pleasant young man. I can't wait to introduce him to you, ladies and gentlemen. It's number eight, Amari Rogers. Welcome to the Narrow Bridge Boo House in the fifth quarter. How you doing? Thanks for having me. What'd you think of London? Uh, it was cool. Uh, I hate that it was so short. Yeah. I wish we could have been there longer. You know, we only had one day to see, you know, London and get a feel for everything. Uh, but we were tired from the flight, so <laughs> nobody really had energy to, 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 you know, walk around all of London. But it was beautiful, man. It's definitely different. Uh, the people were, were really nice. Um, it, it was a different feel, but, you know, I loved it there, honestly. Yeah, I did too. What was the atmosphere inside of the stadium like for you guys? Did it feel like a home game at Lambeau, kind of, sort of? Because it nah, sounded uh, like it. No, nah, definitely. Like, I, I could tell in warm-ups, you know, when we came out, it was it was loud, just like a home game. And then when they came out, everybody started booing. And you were like, oh, this, this is really a home game. So, you know, you, I could tell in, in warm-ups that it was going to be a home game feel. And during the game on defense, the crowd was roaring on offense when we made plays you know you can tell you know it felt like a home game in Lambeau for sure yeah it was cool I mean uh, I even videoed the the Rogers PA introduction and the roar that was which was the biggest certainly of the day uh, I mean he's the oh, international sure. cachet for these guys there's no question about that but there certainly was the feel uh, all right let's get to it uh, you know this offense is hard to figure man raise your clean execution on scoring drives against you know Tampa Bay and after the long trip and no practice Giants increased them early made some plays and then things just kind of go awry I mean how are you just kind of dealing with that talking about it uh, it's just one of those things where we just focus on you know finishing you know like like coach LaFour said and everybody else was saying we just got to work on finishing and it's coming together and you know just just know we have to get better at and just focusing on those things and practicing then on the next game you know move on learn from what their mistakes and stuff like that and then hopefully you know we continue to improve but I feel like we got the right leaders. We got the right coaching staff to, you know, put us in the right direction uh, for us to get on the right track for sure. The natives are getting restless, though. Have you noticed that? Z? Yeah. <laughs> but that's sports. I know it's sports. I mean, that's that's what fans do. It's we know better than the coaches. We know better than the players. <laughs> we have all the answers. And when things aren't going the way fans expect them to go yeah no we we Somebody, do get restless i had a conversation waiting for i was in the queue somewhere over yeah. the weekend about this kind of thing if social media existed in 63 and 64 lombardi was in big trouble hmm. okay you know okay shows up they start winning eh, they win a couple of titles and you're not there again in year four or whatever and can you imagine what it would have been like on Twitter, Vince? <laughs> right. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I think that would have been fascinating if Vince Lombardi would have had a Twitter account. I think that would have been, like, one of the best follows on Twitter. I would be on it, for yeah. sure. Uh, you're on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. 
what do you... What, what, yeah, I was going to ask you. How, how, how do you view Twitter? What, yeah. what do you want out of that platform? How close do you follow what people are saying? I don't, actually. Um, I don't check it during the season, actually. Like, I, oh, yeah? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when, when week one came, I just deleted the app. Like, I haven't looked at Twitter in, like, shoot, what week is it? Six? Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at it in, like, five weeks. Uh, but during the offseason, I'm on it for sure. Now, have you always had that approach throughout your football career, college and now professional, of during the season, stay away from social media? Or is that just a lesson you learned at no, some like, point? Uh, in college, Coach Sweeney uh, at Clemson, we weren't allowed to be on social media during the mm-hmm. season. Like, we couldn't post or anything. It was just a team rule that started like 10 years back, and they just kept doing it. Uh, so I'm used to it. You know, I'm used to not being on social media and you know, blocking out the noise during, you know, during the season, just locking in on the season. So that's where that came from. And, you know, I just continue doing it. It's working for me. Yeah, I'm not going to excuse you from following or unfollowing or listening to this, you know, expert or read that column or whatever. Uh, but also, you guys are all professional athletes. And I right. think you understand how to develop that shield, whether you look at it or not, mm-hmm. about letting it affect what you got to do when you go to work tomorrow. Right, right. Exactly. So. And it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's a mental game more than a physical game. It, right? it is. You got to be you got to be right mentally uh, before you can go out there and you know perform well and you know continue to grow. So that's really how I see it. And, and that's the interesting part of it, being right mentally, not just with your approach to the game, but again, the noise off of the field. And there, there's guys that are on social media all throughout the season that are on it and see it. That's got to be a struggle for them to balance what fans are saying and the criticisms. And then, yeah, there's guys like you who are just like, nope, I'm off. I don't want to see it, but it is that's a big part of the mental game. Yeah, it is. It's just about not getting too high or not getting too low. You know, if you have a good thing, you have a good game, you know, I can't, you know, download Twitter and then check what people are saying because I had a good game. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, you know, when I have a bad game, I'm definitely not going to look. So, you know, you just can't get too high. You can't get too low. You just got to stay at a happy medium and just know that no matter what, you're, you're continuing to grow and you're continuing to get better every day. Um, and one day, you know, you're going to learn from, you know, the bad things and it's going to turn into great things. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. how I see it. You gotta do that off the field. You gotta do it on the field. You know whether it's good, what they're saying is good about you. What they're saying is bad about you. Whether the play was good, whether the player is bad, you're dealing with a little bit of both. Yeah, Amari, right, right now. Um, but before we get to that, it, you knew it was going to be a quiet first year. You know, especially with hey, good to see Randall again right. coming right. back to town. Right. Right. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but. Great camp this year. You talked a lot about kind of what you had to do to kind of transform yourself into getting that opportunity you cashed in on over the summer. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, get my body right. You know, I lost like 10 pounds. You know, I got in the track, you know, running a lot, getting in shape. Um, you All know, right. I just worked my butt off. Uh, you know, I, I was in the right mindset. You know, when my, my son being born, it kind of made me approach the game differently. So that, that kind of motivated me differently. And, you know, I just I just worked my tail off this offseason. And I got my mindset right. I got my body right, my confidence right. Um, you know, I came in, you know, ready to go. All right. A little word association. I say Rich Passaccia. You say? <laughs> uh, that's my guy. That's my guy. Something's going on. You were here. You saw what was going on. Yeah. It's not going on. What are you talking Like, what do you Just mean? Just special teams head-boggling plays. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen any of those, really, mm-hmm. um, so far. Uh, it's a different vibe there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
you know, it's one of those things where we're continuing to improve. You know, it's a new system. I mean, you know, it's, it's stuff that you that you learn from every single week. Every single rep we're learning, they're, they're coaching us up. And it's like we still, like you said, this is week five. We have so much more of the season to go. Yeah, you know, man. I'm just waiting for the opportunity for it to open up. And I, I just need one play. I just need it to happen once. And yeah. when that happens, you know, it's, it's going to change the game. And I know our, our cover team is doing great. Our kickoff team is doing great. Our punt team, Pat, is doing amazing. You know, we just got to put a full game together. And once we do that, it's going to change yeah. it. That's the one phase yeah. right. that I don't think is really causing a whole lot of consternation about this team. Right. right now, Were there some key things that Rich came in and changed and instituted? This time around, that was different from what you had experienced before. Can maybe highlight a couple of those? Yeah, just how our togetherness, just us playing together and being a family, and you know having each other's back. You know, you preach that from day one. You know, you know, play for your brother, and and, and if, if they go down, you pick them up. And then after we say roll call to the ball after every play, every tackle, whoever makes the tackle, we're all up on them. We're celebrating, packing them on the back, and stuff like that. And it's just little things like that. Before every meeting, he says, shake somebody's hand. We go around and we shake people's hands for like thirty seconds and show love. To each other and it's just little things like that that yeah. makes us you know together and want to play for each other and you know go out there and get our job done and, for each other and then there's ownership there really is visible owner down mm-hmm. love it you know Keyshawn making those yeah, yeah. plays I saw Shamar right. making some hustle plays mm-hmm. downfield so you know that's sunk into the guys who really needs to sink into on this roster right. and I think so far now we got Rudy Ford another Rudy yeah, 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 Rudy with Pat's kicker right. Mason's been money again nice exactly. to see so yeah this is a giant leap from what we were dealing with. Sure. What is Rich like behind the scenes? What style of coach is he? Is he loud, boisterous? What is his approach? Yeah, he's definitely loud, but he, he's it's tough love type of guy, but you know that he means it, and you know that he's coming from a, a place of love and that he cares for us. He wants to see us do well. So that when he's tough and he's loud on us, you know, we accept that because we know that he's coming from a good place. And that's just the type of coach that he is. He's going to push us, and he's going to be hard on us, uh, but at the end of the day, we know that he's been at the highest level. He's, he's won a Super Bowl, and he's played on and coach some some amazing teams. So we respect him at a high level. Whatever he says, we're going to listen and we're going to try to do better and, you know, get that done. All right. Um, you know, offensively kind of thing, I just want some thoughts on why it just doesn't seem to be clicking constantly or more consistently. The Watkins and Watson thing with the injuries has really right. limited the team's ability to stretch mm-hmm. the field. Sammy had the huge downfield throw. Christian wide open on his very first route, mm-hmm. and that's not there right now. Uh, and it's squeezing the field because teams are compressing it because they're not making those downfield big plays. Uh, what's happening is they're doing a very efficient job at times of, yes, slicing them up with the run-pass options. I understand that, but that's fine because when you're executing 7, 6, 10, 30 of Cobb Bussett, those kind of plays are fine. Dylan and Jones are running effectively, but it just seems to be bogging down uh, at very inopportune times uh, when some options are taken away. So um, that's the concerning thing. I don't think Aaron's playing great football either, to tell you the truth. Well, he's talked about that. He knows he's not at the MVP level that he's been at for the past several years, but doesn't mean he can't click into that either. I mean, it's five games through, but you're right. He's he's missed on throws. He openly says, look, I'm not playing my best football. I know. I'm missing on throws when guys are open, so he's got to be better too. I agree. And the Because whole- there have been chances downfield. It's just 
they haven't been capitalized on. They haven't made them. Uh, and until you stretch, Amari, right? right until right. you win stretching, it's going to be tough to stretch. Right. No, you're right. Um, but, you know, it's one of the things. Like you said, Aaron can snap like that and I start know. playing amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's the type of player, if anybody, that can do that. And, you know, I, I believe that, he, that we're going to get things right. He's the right leader. And like I said, we have the right coaching staff. They're going to get us right. I'm, I have, I'm not worried at all. Like I said, it's, it's only week five. And, you know, we're, we're still growing each week. Uh, we're pushing each other. And I, I feel like we're definitely going to hit that stretch at the right time. The wide receiver room uh, is an interesting one. Obviously, you knew that coming in once Devontae was going out. And he might be going out after that thing yesterday. We'll get to that maybe a little bit later on. But um, talk about how that room is, uh, Amari, uh, and how you know valuable you know Allen, Randall, uh, Sammy have kind of been in getting you you know, next in line veteran, the rest of the guys pulled in together. Not nah, for sure. Uh, Randall and, and Allen, they're, they're the standard. And, you know, those those are the guys that we all, you know, look up to and we listen to. You know, we try to get advice from, you know, every day, every rep. Uh, they're coaching us up in the film room. Uh, and those are the leaders. And, you know, all around, we're a very talented room. We're very deep. Uh, you know, with Roe and, and Christian being the, the young guys uh, in the room. You know, Romeo has been doing amazing ever since he stepped yeah. in the room. Uh, Christian with his speed and his size, what he brings. Um, our, our room all around, I feel like it's, it's definitely a top in the league. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, like I said, that's why I'm not worried because I know what type of room we have and I know we have, you know, the best quarterback in the game. So we just got to put it together and what we do is going to be dangerous. This is the crazy thing. They're ninth in offense, okay? Uh, Aaron's average per attempt is 6.9. Now, it's his lowest since 6.7 in 2015, but you got five guys between 19 and 29 targets. So it's getting spread. And again, once it gets spread enough to get some more explosive plays, then I think everything else will start dovetail. The young receivers will continue to build confidence. I agree. I think there's a lot of potential for growth after just five games. Oh, yeah. And Coach LaFleur has now talked about it a couple of times. Hey, we're not as good when we go away from the run game if we don't stick to Jones True. and AJ. Just even more creative use of those yes. two to get that yeah. touch number up. I mean, that's still... I think Aaron Jones is the best playmaker outside of 12 on the offense. Yeah. Right I, I think the most dangerous weapon. But teams know that too. And they're winning when the Packers are forced to go elsewhere. And, that, and that's the problem. Same thing is happening a little bit on defense. I want to get to that, too. But we got an offensive special teams guy on here who had a very familiar face the very first time he stepped into Lambeau that we're going to talk about. What a great connection story that is. We're going to, before we bring back Amari, we're going to try and see if we can't get a hot play winner tonight. You know how the game works. You guess the hot play of the day. You take home a prize from our friends at Rapids since heating and cooling tonight. You also get qualified for a grand prize drawing at the end of the season. Uh, let's warm it up. Uh, hot play of the day. Hi, Larry. What do you guess? Uh, big dog's touchdown. You got it. Woof, woof. Yeah. When a you know, 38-year-old gets in, it's a big thing. Hot play of the day. Came from the big dog, and it looked like the Packers were going to roll. Fake. Rodgers wide open. Mercedes Lewis, his first catch of the year. <laughs> he has a flair, doesn't he? Kevin Kugler on the Fox call. Mercedes had three touchdowns in a game in London when he was the Jacksonville once. Uh, he says this team's going to have a lot to ponder on the long flight home. I mean, it's the end of the day, it's NFL, right? You're not going to win them all. 
So I think um, it's important to you know, keep that in perspective, but also understand that um, in this game, it's about getting better. The margin for error is very small, and uh, nobody's going to feel sorry for you at the end of the day. I mean, you, you have to go in there and do your thing and work uh, and be ready next week. And I think that's the, the beauty of playing this game. Here you go. There you are, winner. Hot play contestant. Yeah, congrats. We'll do the cold play a little bit later on. Mari Rogers, our guest tonight. Uh, we told you went to Clemson. What a great program. That had to be a blast, touching the rock and being in the chase and all oh, yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. I played in three national championships, so all right, all right. that was amazing. How did you end up at Clemson? What was that recruiting process like for you in high school? Nah, uh, shoot, they didn't offer me until after my junior year of high school. Hmm. So uh, my whole junior season, I was committed to Southern Cal because uh, that's where my father was coaching. Uh, so I, w- I was going to go out there, and then I was waiting for Clemson to offer me because that was my dream school growing up. You know, because uh, when I was a kid, I saw him run down the hill. I was like, I- I've never seen anything like that for anybody running out. Usually people just run out of the tunnel, and I see him run down the hill. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go there. So <laughs> growing up, that was my dream school, and then I got the opportunity to go to camp, and, you know, I performed well, and they, they offered me, and I, I committed on the spot so you know just being able to go there I knew that coach Sweeney was a receivers coach at heart so just having him there was basically like having two position coaches he's in every position uh Indy at practice he's watching us watching everything we do and coaching us up so I knew that he was going to get me to where I could get to the next level uh and he always uh emphasized graduating his players too which is what my parents uh wanted me to do graduate college and he was a big on that um and he was big on family uh so that was what I was looking for going away from uh, high school going to a family atmosphere, and that's what he's all about. Uh, so he checked all my boxes, and they were a winning program, and I knew I was going to have a chance to win a championship, and, you know, I did. Uh, oh, so awesome. it, was, it was a great experience. Yeah. Speaking of your father, uh, I think people in Knoxville know him a little bit, your hometown. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that and talk about your connection with uh, a guy I, I'm sure you couldn't wait to see once you officially became a part of this team. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. for those that don't know, T. Martin is your dad. Yeah. yeah. QB legend at Tennessee. Uh-huh. I have to imagine, did he want you to go to Tennessee? Nah, because they were bad. They were okay. Bad. They were bad. Because he, he won a national he was, he championship was, yeah, there. Yeah. Peyton leaves and goes to hell. Yeah. <laughs> nah, so he, he went there, but he was coaching at Southern Cal, like right. I said. So he, of course, wanted me to be where he was at. Uh, but I, I knew that he was going to have a chance to end up getting a bigger opportunity somewhere. So I didn't want to go that far away from home. And then he ended up leaving, and I would have probably transferred or something. So I knew being closer to home at Clemson, which was only three hours away, that that was the, the better opportunity for me. So, he's coaching at Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Coached, he coached Randall at yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, coaching at Kentucky, here comes a kid by the name of Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, so he coached him uh, when he was making that transition from uh, quarterback, quarterback. To, to receiver. He still uh, my throws dad, the ball. He still throws a pretty ball. <laughs> nah, he does. I want to see does. that play come out. <laughs> uh, uh, nah, but he got, he got him right, man. Um, and my, my dad was, you know, big on pushing him and getting him to where he was to get here. And, you know, uh, I always looked up to Cobb ever since then, uh, just just seeing out the player that he was in his last uh, couple years at Kentucky. And, you know, I was like, dang, I want to I be that you type of player. Just, yeah, you were and, impressionable, and, what, did you say 11? Yeah, you I was young. first uh, hooked up with Randall? Yeah, and, yeah I was young. Uh, I'm sure that was and a he's pretty from, strong. And he's from Alcoa, too. So that was right down the street from where I grew up. So I seen him in high school as well. Uh, so I just always grew up seeing him, you know, flourish and, and dominate games. And, you know, I looked up to him. And just when he got the opportunity to be teammates, that was just a dream come true. And it wasn't once he was gone, he never kept touch either. I mean, you kind of guys stayed in touch. Yeah, you know, yeah we did. Your days in high we school, did. Clemson, and 
draft night, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's a relationship that's grew throughout the years. And, you know, now that we're teammates, it's just, you know, gotten even better. Um, I'm learning from it every single day. Um, you know, it's, it's just amazing just being his teammate. That's cool. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And now, away you go. All right. Heard Levant Floor had a little chat with you on the sidelines uh, Sunday there, Amari. You understand that what's going on, right? Uh, you're much more adept in, you know, your decision-making, everything else about it. All security time for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get after it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's an imperfect game. And, you know, uh, it, it happens. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the fact is that we got it back. Yeah, we ended up true. scoring on that drive. Uh, so, you know, thankfully it didn't end up affecting the game. Thanks, you know, it's I, just, wait, uh, that, Isaiah got it? Was that it? Yeah, 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 I yeah. think definitely. Pull it out of the pile. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just a learning experience. It's something right. I learned from, and, you know, it's not going to happen again. All right. So, yeah, nice rest day today. You're going to get kind of a heads-up day tomorrow, mental day, and then kind of get back at it as we progress. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to look for a cold play. Talk about, yeah, what's in front of these guys now with the Jets, and then, yeah, three more road trips. Man, uh, leaving on a jet plane. Mama's and the Pop-Ups Packers for right now. But when we return, we'll look for a cold play winner and more of a Ronnery Rodgers. No go away. Fifth quarter returns after this time out. Amari, short week. Um, was there a message uh, even when you kind of just got in and got checked in yet? yesterday at all? Um, uh, yesterday we had the whole day off. Whole so day they, off? they gave us the Did whole day. We went off? today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we yeah. just had to lift, but we still had to right, off. Still. Yeah, we, we don't start meeting since Matt tomorrow. Matt says you're going easy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Get back into the routine yeah. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Throttle back down Friday. Get ready for the Jets. Um, yeah. You guys are cool with that. You knew the back end might be tougher than the front end of this trip. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. All right. Good after it. Oh, full play guess? One more chance. Yeah. Barkley's touchdown. There you go. There you go. I thought it was. It again, <laughs> broke a tie. He's still in a game. One of many, unfortunately, as I said. Delivered by the NFL's leading rusher going into the game. Scored the eventual winning touchdown. Right well to his right. Barkley takes. Rolling the right side of the outside. Untouched into the end zone. Right well with the block on the flank of the play, and the Giants have the lead 26 to 20. My goodness. Wayne Larvis call, sure, as for Saquon, been an impressive first five games for his Giants. It's a great start, but like I said, you can't get too caught up in it. You just got to keep working. I mean, there's a reason why we're 4-1, and, and that's because of the process, and that's because, you know, we got guys coming to work and believing in the system and, you know, setting the culture, setting the standard, and following it. Could be speaking to you guys, yeah. All gets get all on the same page and kind of get after a little bit. But there's your co-play winner. Congratulations, and so you're in for the running. But we got some more stuff to give away, so make sure you register in the box. Uh, stage left, uh, down on the stage floor. Uh, so yeah, uh, ease back into the week, Amari. Uh, you guys have been so good at home. I think it's 15 and counting. Really? Yeah. Third most, third longest home field winning streak in franchise history, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, feel good to get home. Same kind of vibe. You know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Had three in a row that were W's, don't care how. Got to get back on track. No, for sure. Um, like I said, I'm confident we will be. You know, this weekend is a good weekend for us to get back on track. The, the Jets are a, good, a great team. You know, they're a great team. They're a good defense. 
uh, a lot of young guys, you know, veteran safeties. Uh, but, you know, I feel like we're, we're going to get back on track for sure. You know, I feel like this loss is going to, you know, definitely get us focused um, in the right direction uh, so that we can get back on that winning track. So I'm definitely confident in our team. We're definitely we're going to get and right. Your head coach is going up against his brother, oh, yeah. Mike, offensive yeah. coordinator, the yeah. best man in his wedding, and head coach Robert Sala. You know, yeah. You don't think he uh, – doesn't want this one to get away. Right, right, exactly. So, no, nah, we can't. We can't let him down. We got. We definitely got to get this one for sure. Yeah, no also, Coach Lafleur hasn't lost a lot of games as the head coach of the Packers, but he's never lost back-to-back games. Not in the regular season. Not no. in the regular season. So he's. I think he's, he's got that streak. Ten and zero in the regular season after a loss. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's so, got to keep that going this weekend. Uh, for sure. So, there's something to be said for that. It gets you guys kind of back on point. Mm-hmm. Enough to get the result. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, we, we always bounce back. And, you know, that's what he preaches. You know, if we get knocked down, get always get back up and learn from your mistakes. And he's always done a great job of emphasizing that um, to each player. And, you know, as a team, we know what we got to do. Um, we're going to get it done for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, one thing I wanted to mention about the offense was the disconnect. Remember I started the show with this. Connections, disconnections. Play caller, quarterback, snap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, calls coming in, are calls being changed, the read pass options, you know, are, are, are becoming a very big part of this thing. Um, and like I said, with mixed results, they're getting run or run better yardage on a lot of these quick shots. Uh, but again, um, when they're trying to read a stack box and not converting, you wonder how many uh, of those are coming from the quarterback or the coach. And I know there seems to be a lot of thought about that kind of disconnect. Yeah, and obviously that's a discussion between offense coordinator, yeah. QB, coach. Hey, let's get on the same page. This is what I saw. This is what you saw. This is what you would have preferred. This is what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, that all gets gets worked out, yeah. hopefully. So kind of in summary with the O real quick, you know. Make sure we can adjust to the adjustments, if any. Right. Okay, the script's been good. Get some explosives somehow, some way, whether it's 28 and 33 again. Use maybe more screen types option. Let's get the left tackle and the O-line thing settled. Okay, enough for the rotation. That should hopefully evolve. Sammy, Watson, back from injuries. The hammies for those two. Um, and yeah. a couple, a week or two to just rev up the expected 11 and substitutes, and hopefully you'll get a part into that. I want to see more Jets from you, Amari. That would be nice kind of thing. Sure. Just little tweaks, I know. Um, and I'm, I think the offense can figure it out. I said there's so much time to figure it out. I'm not ready to go nuts here. Yeah, you got 12 games. Yeah, I yeah. Know. yeah. So Don't I'm, hit the panic button yet. All right. So, Amari, we talked about how you ended up at Clemson. What do you remember coming out of Clemson, the draft process? What were you hearing about yourself? What kind of rounds were they looking at for you? Talk about where you were when you got drafted, that whole experience. Uh, yeah, uh, so I trained in Miami. Uh, I went down to House of Athlete and trained there, which was a great experience. Uh, I was hearing, you know, second, third round. So, you know, that's where I respected mm-hmm. when I got drafted. Uh, so it was no surprises in, in that aspect. Uh, so, you know, they, they saw me as, a, you know, a, a kind of all-around player, you know, somebody that can be in the backfield, you know, special teams, returner 
and, and slot receiver, kind of what, what I've done here. Uh, so that's what I heard. Um, and, you know, it was just one of those things where you, we t- I had a lot of interviews, uh, just getting interviews, you know, teams trying to get to know me and stuff like that, uh, which I enjoy, you know, because I, I enjoy talking. I enjoy talking ball and stuff like that. So I embraced that process. Um, but, you know, the, the training and stuff was, was just like, you know, being in the offseason program in high school or in college, just a lot of lifting, you know, just grinding. And, you know, if you love it, then you're going to get better from it. So that's really how I saw it, you know, just every day trying to get better um, until you, I got to a team that I got to. You know, I landed here. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm super thankful to be here. I'm, I was super thankful when I got drafted. I was back home in Tennessee with my family. You know, we, we had rented out a house. And, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience. Uh, so, you know, now that I'm here, you know, I just soaked it all in. You know, they come up here and see me um, every weekend almost. Uh, families up here supporting me and stuff like that. And, you know, they're my reason why I'm doing this. You know, they're, they're why I keep going. Um, they were there for me since day one. They were there when I got drafted. And, you know, that's why I'm going to keep going and keep pushing. You mentioned family. It's very loud in here tonight. Just want to, in case anyone missed it earlier in the show, you said you had your first child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son? Yeah, yeah. He, just oh. turned, uh, he just turned six months today. Six Yay! months today. Yeah, yeah, sure. what, um, what's the best part so far about being a dad? What's been the hardest part so far about being a dad? Uh, the best part is just seeing his smile when I come home from work every day. Uh, just no matter if I have a good day or a bad day, you know, just knowing that he's going to smile and, and he's going to love me no matter what, that's the best thing about it. Um, and the worst part is probably just how he cries in the middle of the night sometimes. You know, I got to be up early and he's crying at 3 a.m. Uh, it, it makes it kind of tough sometimes, but he's getting better though. He's, he's sleeping through the night now finally, uh, but you know, I love the kid for sure. Uh, speaking of best and worst, we're not that far from Halloween. When you were growing up, best costume you wore, worst costume you wore? Uh, I'm going to start with the worst. Uh, I just threw on my football jersey, and I just said I was a football player, and I just went out there. I, <laughs> I put forth no effort That's at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the best, I would say, um, I was like a fireman when I was like 10. And I had the whole, the whole, the whole red suit, the hat, and everything. And it was just, uh, I wanted to be that because I, I, I wanted to, you know, save people when I was a kid. Wow. You know, I was, I was, I wanted to save people. I wanted to be a doctor or something like that. Uh, so just putting that on, you know, I felt like a, the best, like a superhero. You know, I just remember how I felt and that, how it made, it made me feel. So that was definitely my favorite uh, going back. To, yeah. What, what, uh, what was the go-to candy for you on Halloween? Go-to candy, uh, Skittles. Yeah. Skittles. For sure. Right, Marshawn. Skittles. I'll stack up on a little, you know, the mini packs of Skittles. Mm-hmm. I collect those and eat them throughout the rest of the year, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we asked this earlier uh, when Jordan Love was on the show with us. The Pro Bowl is now going to be a flag football game. Teams of five. You're on the team, obviously, okay? You're player coach. Pick four more players that you would want to represent your team. Only one other player can be from the Packers. Only one from the Packers. Okay, so around the whole league, I want uh, Tyreek Hill for sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I want <laughs> Jalen Waddle too. <laughs> I want speed. I want speed. So everyone from Miami, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> just them two. Just them two. Okay. Uh, I'll say Amari Cooper because I like his feet work. Uh, one more. Uh, oh, from our team. It can be. It doesn't have to be. I'll put Aaron Jones on our yeah. team for sure. Yes. Two weeks ago. Yes. Right? For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Love definitely was yeah. a Jones guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you would have to have him. He'd be unstoppable for in flag sure. football. No, no doubt. That elusiveness? <laughs> yeah. Tough. All right. 
Favorite vision of London? Favorite vision. Yeah, I mean, you saw a lot, got around a little bit. What's kind of the snapshot in your brain that you'll kind of remember about the trip? Just how the buildings were built. It was so, you know, yeah, old, but it was like, I was looking down the street and it just curved. Like it went like all around. Yeah. It looked like if you kept going, it was like a big circle and it was just, it was different. I've never seen a street like that. It was weird, but just seeing that street and the buses, the red buses, yeah. and, you know, the telephone poles and stuff like that, everything that you envision when you hear about London, just actually seeing it in person, that, yeah. that, that that's what made it so cool. Yeah, yeah. Give me a very Mary Poppins feel. I was, I was <laughs> right. happy looking at all that stuff. But Mark, <laughs> hey, great to leave you with a smile, uh, and uh, really appreciate you coming over tonight. Yes, uh, Thanks you know, for having me. Get after it. Um, you guys, I think, are going to figure it out here. Uh, let's okay. get it going against the Jets and uh, and get some win back in the sales. Stay healthy and, and bust a couple, and, uh, and we'll do this again, I hope. Yes, sir. No doubt. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed Ladies it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for our guest tonight, number eight, Marie Rogers. 